Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's 2020. We are in the fourth season of Stickers on the Mic. I'm Andrew, and we have two very special guests in the studio today. We have a brand new studio. We are wrapped in Sticker Giant Red in our most recent studio that we've built out. For all of you, our wonderful listeners, thank you so much for all of your support over these years. And we're very excited to talk about National Sticker Day today with the marketing director, Jesse Freitas, is in the studio today. And then we have Allison with us, who is our social and engagement person here. And Allison Wisniewski. Nailed it. Nailed it. She just joined the team and she's joining us right away within a month on the podcast. And she's going to talk with me a little bit about some of our favorite stickers of all time. But we want to start on where this all began with Jesse and the origins of National Sticker Day. Thank you, Andrew. It's great to be back on the, the podcast and excited to be in our new uh, studio here. So for those of you who don't know, January 13th is National Sticker Day. And uh, we actually, as a company, Sticker Giant, registered National Sticker Day as a day uh, just Four years ago now, it was 2016, was the first National Sticker Day. So we're excited to be celebrating the the fourth one. And 2020 is a special year here at Sticker Giant because it's actually our 20th year in business in September. So big year ahead of us. Um, We're, of course, excited to celebrate all things stickers to kick off the year. Uh, The first ever National Sticker Day, for those of you who don't know, was also the official weigh-in of our Guinness World Record. Saw the largest sticker ball. He has been with us for the past four years. We've gone on some pretty excellent adventures with him, uh, taking him to a lot of trade shows and events. So hopefully some of you listening out there have have seen him around town or, or around the country at this point as we've taken him out of Colorado this past year. So that's a little background on how this got started for National Sticker Day and why we're talking today. Also, a little history lesson. Um, we chose January 13th in honor of R. Stanton Avery, the original inventor of the peel-off label adhesive and the founder of the Avery, now Avery Dennison uh, company. So that was kind of where that that starting point and that date came from. And we're looking forward to next week and everything we have planned. Yeah, it's a fun story the way he starts his business. And then, of course, the entire pressure sensitive adhesive industry decades later. And then before you know it, Jesse and I are in the middle of Utah at the world's largest watermelon slice with Saul, the world's largest ball of stickers on our way to San Diego for a conference. So 2019 was a very special year for Saul, and it really leads us to 2020 and and his fourth birthday, uh, which is very exciting uh, for all of us here at Sticker Giant and those of us who have been following Saul throughout his lifetime. um, He's got some fun stuff planned this year. And and of course, we get that history tie and we're really psyched about it. Go ahead, Jesse. And real real quick, before (laughs) I forget, we have to encourage everyone out there, especially since Allison's sitting here with us, that uh, next Monday... 
January 13th, National Sticker Day. Use the hashtag, hashtag National Sticker Day. We're going to be watching, listening, tweeting ourselves on all the networks, like talking about stickers. I mean, it's what we do all the time, but we're more excited to engage with all of you because it is the day to celebrate these things. Um, we will also be down in Denver that day with Saul. Um, some of the events are still kind of uh, to be determined. But speaking of National Sticker Day in the social world, Allison uh, will be able to join in on that fun. And we've had a lot of fun over the years watching the the sort of organic nature of this. This is one of those classic marketing um, tips for those of you out there who are listening for business growth and marketing. As you know, that's the focus of our show. The growth of National Sticker Day has been sort of out of our hands. Uh, I think it was two years ago when we were sitting at the, at the event that we had and, and we saw like Disney and Lucky Charms and all these brands tweeting about National Sticker Day. And that's when we sort of pinched ourselves and we're like, we've arrived. But it wasn't about us, right? It was more about how much people love stickers. And and that's been, for, for me as, as a bystander uh, to history of all this, being able to see other people share their passion for stickers, which is not just a marketing slogan for us. The what's your story part is people have a lot of awesome stories around stickers. And that's sort of a natural segue into the main content of, of our show today, where we're talking about what we have dubbed the top 10 stickers of all time. Now, the caveat here for our listeners is everybody has their favorite sticker, no doubt. But this group that we picked of 10 stickers, Allison and I did did a bunch of research and we had our whole team come together and Jesse facilitated this conversation. When, when you talk about how business uh, works with our show and with stickers, we're like, okay, what is the business impact of sticky adhesive? And and, and the list we came up with, we think is is both expansive, but also sort of narrow. And that's where you, our friends who are out there listening, can share your favorite stickers. But we think these are some of the most influential business stickers of all time. And we'll, we'll get that list started. And Allison, talk a little bit about what the top 10 stickers of all time sort of means in the list. Yeah. So as far as these stickers go again, as Andrew just said, this is influential, impactful stickers. Um, and for sure, while we were researching this, maybe one of them was my favorite sticker, and I'm really glad that it made the list. And so that really worked out well for me. But uh, we can actually probably just dive right in and get started. So I would like to kick us off with what I just stated, my favorite sticker of all time. And for fellow millennials, uh, children of the early 90s, I assume that you also had a rock and trapper keeper and it was covered in Lisa Frank stickers, just like mine, really good unicorns and, you know, good vibes like that. So uh, it was actually really interesting to dive in and figure out who Lisa Frank was. Uh, she is originally from Detroit and she started as an artist selling her wares in high school, uh, just like fun beaded jewelry, which again, you get the vibe from when you look at those bright stickers. Um, and the jewelry line that she created actually inspired her first round of stickers. And it's where she created the panda that the moment I say Lisa Frank Panda, you absolutely can imagine what I'm talking about. Um, so she started that at age 24 and received her first million dollar order from Spencer Gifts, uh, which was really popping in the late 70s. And so between 79 and 89, actually, I think this is the most interesting part of her sticker technique is that they were all created with an airbrush. 
and they took anywhere from nine to 36 hours to complete. And as someone who's new to Sticker Giant and has walked through the sticker making process, nine to 36 hours is an incredibly long time uh, for a company like us that does pretty quick turnaround. <laughs> I yeah, can't imagine. Yeah, when we're doing 24 hour turnaround, that is just mind blowing to think of the to process, create the art alone to just create the before art before the printing. Exactly. Yeah, and so um, Lisa Frank was actually a huge deal when it comes to the world of stickers, because in 1989, they moved to computer software. And that was like the game changing moment for her to be able to come up with. I mean, the explosion of stickers that we as 90s kids know would not have happened if it weren't for a the airbrushing technique that was so fascinating for her art. And then B, the kind of move over to that meant stickers that we have and know and love today. So, um, so Lisa Frank stickers, Lisa Frank stickers, a big, a big moment for a lot of kids out there to get those stickers and have them on their, on their trapper keeper at school. (laughs) Personally, I didn't cover up my teenage mutant Ninja turtles or Batman on my trapper keeper, but Mm. that was, that was me. Mine was star Wars stickers. They were everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we had, excuse me. So we had the Lisa Frank stickers. Um, that was obviously a big one. We kick it off with that one. I, I'm going to go with the Hello, My Name Is sticker really quick just to throw that one out there. Allison did some research on that. My favorite part about the Hello, My Name Is sticker is we have done a ton of business around that in in our business. And we do a lot of fun event stickers where people will customize them. And when you're, when you're working and you're out there in the world, when you go to an event, it's obviously super awkward, right? You don't know anybody. You don't know where it came from. And you put this sticker on and you're like, hi, my name is blank. And then you've made a connection with someone. And it's one of those stickers that helps people make a connection using yourself as like the centerpiece of the sticker. That's always been one of the coolest parts for me about the Hello My Name is sticker. But then working in this business and seeing how people customize it, that's been one of the coolest parts. You guys hello, got something hello, to Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You <laughs> killed my father. <laughs> that prepare to die. That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite Hello My Name is sticker I've seen here. Yeah. So that one goes all the way back to 1959 and Sea line Products launches that and, and then it becomes an industry standard and you can get it everywhere. But now it's, it's fun to like see people draw little emojis on there and, and put their name in, in a special font, like when they write their name in their own handwriting. And so the Hello My Name Is sticker makes it into the top 10 for that reason alone. But it, it really is one of the stickers that brings people together more than any other sticker even on our list, perhaps. And, and there's some pretty classic ones that, that have created some community. But I wanted to jump in really quick on that one just because this is all about sticking together. It is. And again, this is in no particular order, but I I have to chime in on the next one on the list here, which is uh, Andre the Giant has a posse. And this sticker goes back to uh, 1989, uh, Shepard Ferry. Uh, Those of you who who should should know him, he's a very influential uh, street artist and has done amazing things over the years, including the Hope Obama uh, campaign poster. Um, he also did some some more recent ones, the the uh, We Believe stickers, a variation that we actually saw some come through the shop here. His his art really spreads, which is why he's so influential. Um, but the really cool thing, the, the original design, Andre the Giant has a posse, was um, it had his height and weight on it, and it was made from an ad in a newspaper while he was teaching a friend just how to stencil. 
And it, it turned into an inside joke with skaters and the hip hop subculture. Um, and over time, they were actually forced to remove the image of Andre the Giant, which turned it into simply Obey, and which became the Obey Giant stickers, which I, I see these everywhere. I was just mm -hmm. in a tattoo shop a week ago and I saw Obey stickers all over um, some of the tool chest in there. So it's a very, very visual sticker that people recognize and not everyone knows that backstory or maybe who Shepard Ferry is. But we feel like it was one of those stickers that really kicked off the sticker culture in skateboarding in particular, um, which is carried on into this day and age and continues in every skate shop in America you go in. Some of them are even making their own stickers um, and they do some really, really cool stuff. Ties back a lot to pop culture too. So, And we interviewed one of our own staff members, Travis, who works at a skate shop and does skateboard design, like the actual deck design. And then he designs their stickers as well. So we're very fortunate to have someone on our staff who's so tied into skate culture and can and can understand that zeitgeist as well. And so there's a nice tie-in. Like it, it is the kind of sticker that can change somebody's life. He's into skating now, and he does stickers, right? And and that story is is on our. If you head to the podcast page, you can find that he works for Satellite Skate Shop in Boulder as well, doing design work for them. So. Another fun fact: John Fisher actually did with our original sketched out logo a sticker giant has a posse sticker mm -hmm. back in I don't know exactly what year it was, but it was one of our older logos. So it's uh, fun to see some of that even in our own brand history. So when we talk about tweaking designs. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but many stickers have found new life as parodies as well. So um, we'll get more to parody stickers as well. But so we, we just covered Lisa Frank. We did the Hello, My Name Is, and then Andre the Giant. Now, the next one on the list is the Coexist sticker. You've probably seen this at on many car bumpers. And there's a pretty cool story behind this one. And yeah. Allison is going to share that one. Yeah. So this was created by Polish graphic designer and like I apologize at this moment for being a Polish woman who's going to just slaughter this name, uh, Piotr Mlodoszynek. Uh, so he created that for uh, an art contest, and the theme was coexistence. Uh, his father was a famous poster designer uh, named Jan Mlodoszynek, and this didn't win first place, but the artwork went on tour around Europe, and as it went on tour, people really gravitated towards the coexist uh, logo that he had created and it became because of its simplicity it became a really popular thing to create for graffiti artists and kind of just spread around Europe really quickly um, it has a really interesting backstory after that so the version that we all know and see I feel like if you close your eyes you can imagine it's the blue sticker with the white writing um, is actually not the original creation of it only the C, X, and T were symbols and it's since been reinterpreted by many different ones today speaking of parodies right we've seen this in multitudes of existence um, it went through a lot of legal battles as well so uh, there was a company uh, of students in Indiana who wanted to trademark it for their own lifestyle brand and they did so kind of without permission and then it blew up in popularity when Ashton Kutcher randomly wore the logo back in the days of paparazzi photos really blowing up. Uh, shirts were retailing at $50 and the creator was like, well, that's not the point of this. Uh, and then after that, it kind of fell out of his hands. Um, U2 made it the focal point of their 2005 Vertigo tour. Bono wore it like on his head in the background of their posters. It's on the live album. It's everywhere. And so after that, he kind of was like, 
well, I guess the creation of this is under the example of we just want people to coexist well together. So he kind of let it slide and is known for saying now today, like, I'm just glad people are into the design, understanding the concept that he created of like, let's coexist with one another. Um, and he really just his exact slogan is he believes it's up to us to truly coexist with one another, which is a sweet let's stick together story, which is, again, the point of all of these stickers. And you wouldn't know that when you see it. And, and obviously people, their mileage may vary on the sentiment of that sticker. But as a piece of graphic design using pretty well-known um, symbology mm-hmm. is, is unique it, it, for the original design in 2000. And then, of course, in the post 9-11 world, it, it definitely took on a life of its own. And that's one of those times where art just enters the public domain and, and, and the artist can do nothing but sort of in embrace that. And, and yeah. I, I love that story about that because that is the ultimate theme to coexist, right? Yeah. Um, so moving down the list though, this one you might recognize <laughs> in the grocery store on your favorite yellow piece of fruit, the Chiquita banana. Now this is cool. And Isn't that a label, Andrew? It is a label. And this is where we want to celebrate both stickers and labels. And as a piece of fruit labeling, this one has a nice story because in 1944, Chiquita, they debut Miss Chiquita, and they then become the first company to label a banana. Now, then they they put it onto the banana in 1963, but then after lots of machine applying, they realized they were bruising their precious fruit. So since that time, almost 60 years later, they're labeling them by hand with that iconic little blue sticker that you've seen. It's a label, of course. And they've done all kinds of cool design contests. They've done stuff with the Olympics. They've done stuff with where they've crowdsourced stuff. They've built web tools for people to design their own Chiquita Banana sticker, which, again, that's all about putting the zeitgeist on um, the consumer, on the person, individual, in the pop culture. And if you go on the Chiquita Banana site, they have this whole page devoted to different designs uh, of this this label itself. And and as during the research process, I found myself very um, inspired by how creative people can be. And when you give people a little bit of structure, it gives them actually a ton of freedom to be creative. And that's maybe one of the coolest parts of the Chiquita Banana uh, label. It's not just the blue Chiquita with the number 4011 in Costa Rica on it. it, it it's 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 something that people have identified with. You can imagine being a kid in, in, in the cafeteria and taking your Chiquita label and putting it on your lunchbox or whatever and, and counting them up. And, and I, I kind of remember friends doing that with apples anyway. So it, it started a trend, of course, to label food and it added into food safety. And, and, and we can see there the business impact very deeply, not only from a current popular culture, but the Chiquita banana was then differentiated on the store of the grocery aisle in, in a way that few other brands were doing. So kudos to them. And, and we celebrate how um, impactful that, that blue, it's the blue sticker. I think they even call it that on their website. So um, I'm very happy to share that sticker. I also want to nerd out for a second. Um, <laughs> as someone who worked in a grocery store uh, in my teen years, uh, I will never forget 4011. And so it's very useful now in the world of self-scanning that I can roll up and know to put my bananas down. And I know that that's the code. Uh, there's like a few pieces of produce burned in my memory, but I know bananas well enough because the sticker is so prominent. So like that's kind of that speaks volumes. I also think that we can all 
confirm that if we go out on Halloween, you're going to see someone dressed as the Chiquita banana lady. Oh, and yes. that's <laughs> right. Like that's or a the banana. <laughs> yeah. Or a banana. Like maybe that's a couple's costume. You're welcome. We've got you set for next year. That's true. That's a good idea. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. Um, so we have a few left uh, and some of them are, are actually the greatest hits of, of all time. Uh, I'm going to jump to this net one really quick. And I think we can all share probably our favorite band, right? And, and a sticker that we associated our, our, our early years with, but the reason we picked this one, and again, there's thousands of music acts over time, but we, we picked the grateful dead, steal your face and dancing bear stickers to sort of encompass band stickers as our choice for this particular category. And it's not that we're saying the Grateful Dead is, is the best band, but the point is, is over 50 plus years on the American highways, if you saw that lightning bolt and the skeleton or the dancing bears, you had an instant connection with someone if you were a fan of that music. And from town to town, parking lot to parking lot, especially when that band was touring back in their heyday in the 1980s, that helped create a subculture that most American pop culture was not identifying with. And this is one of those very durable brands that still to this day, they played a New Year's show, you know, just last week. So the Grateful Dead is that category of band stickers, but we all have our first sticker that we fell in love with. Mine was I got mail order CDs from Fish and they put a free sticker in there and that immediately created a lifelong fan out of me. It went right on my car. You know, I was 15 years old and I was learning to drive. That sticker went right on my car. Mm -hmm. I don't know ever if you all have a band sticker or band that you associated with, but like that is where your fandom begins is when a band connects with you and you connect with them, not just through the music, but how do you, other than a t-shirt or a poster, a sticker is the most natural way that a band can mm -hmm. build community around there around their experience in a concert to weigh in on the grateful dead design. I think it's even beyond like, even if you're not a super fan, you still recognize it and yep. you, you connect with like that friend or person you used to work with. And so every time I see that, I think of like all the people in my life that have been deadheads and like super connected, because if you know someone that you've seen the symbol or you've seen the bears or working at sticker giant, you've seen the bears turned into star Wars figures as yeah. a bumper sticker, or you've seen <laughs> the lightning bolt on a million different designs. It's like one of the biggest designs that's pulled into other designs uh, that artists do. And it's really fun to see in the shop. And then <clears throat> going back to your original sentiment, mine, like I was an emo punk kid of the late nineties, early two thousand. So blink 182 was my band. So of course I had that sticker on my first you know, crappy car in high school. So, um, yeah, <laughs> loading up rage against the machine, all those, but not as iconic as grateful dead still pops to my mind when I, when mm -hmm. I think of a band sticker, they were the first art project that I emulated in my very cool digital design that was like pretty low end, but recreating the dancing bears was my first project I did on in an Adobe program. So that's amazing. Wow. 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 And so in general, <laughs> The business impact here, though, to, to circle back to the theme of our show is on the merch table of almost every band touring in America today, whether it's the biggest arena or the smallest club in your hometown, that merch table has a sticker and you should buy it and you should support that band. It's the lowest bar to fandom. It's usually the cheapest piece of swag that you can give out to a fan or sell to somebody. And we're all about celebrating creative expression and, and art and uh, the selections uh, on this list alone show that. So 
We do give credence to the Grateful Dead and their ability to market through great design and, and community. And we encourage all musical acts to, to do that because we, we, of course, not just love stickers, but we love that connection that people can make with a sticker and make with their favorite band. And it carries from the show mm-hmm. all the way home uh, into the next week. So um, thank you to them for that contribution. And uh, we want to see, of course, your favorite band sticker. I think that there's some probably some great designs out there. So we only have a few left here. Um, we're going to go now to the oval sticker. This is a classic shape. It's not like a specific kind. It's just a shape. And we've seen the oval sticker change forms over the years quite a bit. Allison, do you want to kick us into this one really quick with the oval sticker? Yeah. So uh, the oval sticker started off as we know it uh, in Europe, and it was a way of uh, demarcating where you are from, putting it on the back of your car. Uh, it turned out very quickly that that was incredibly difficult to regulate, and so it didn't carry on under the goal of what what country is your car from, uh, and where is this driver going to and from, since it's so easy to cross you know, into another country uh, when you're over in Europe. But that's kind of how they started, and we've seen it basically translate, I mean, I see it all around here in Colorado that you see different vacation spots where people are really excited to show off that they've been there with that oval sticker. And you can see it right now, right? With your eyes closed, it's that white sticker, black lettering. That's, you know, OBX for the Outer Banks, uh, MV for Martha's Vineyard. Like I can imagine those different places that exist. But the creation of it was, I think, one of the most interesting parts is that this idea that you have to Tell someone where you're from when you're driving to and from a different country, uh, and that would change, you know, what, yeah, it would kind of just, you step in, Andrew. <laughs> it's all good. So, like, no, so it, it, it's 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 solving the problem, right? The oval sticker solves a problem in Europe where, go ahead, Jesse. Well, I just wanted to say I the, the story is fascinating behind this because I didn't know that. Oval Me neither. Oval is Me a neither. very <laughs> common sticker shape which actually comes from the need to have die cuts um, prior Mm -hmm. to companies like us who do laser custom shapes, which just makes a whole world uh, become available of possibility with stickers. But the oval was a very common silkscreen sticker shape. And my mind always snaps to marathon and races Mm -hmm. because I 13.1, 26.2. It's an achievement. 0.0. 0.0 beer. Yeah. Uh, Our our friends here in town have that great sticker. So I I think of marathons and races and those achievements, uh, especially Especially here in Colorado, there's a lot of people doing that. So uh, that's where my mind pops to when I think of oval stickers. So we celebrate the oval sticker as a shape, as a container almost for creative expression. Again, whether it's the RMNP for Rocky Mountain National Park or Moab or the numbers on it. And then there's, of course, other permutations that we see brands using to sort of leverage that design idiom because it's familiar. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's the takeaway from this. It wasn't just the Europeans in the 60s trying to solve a problem of national identification, like, like Allison was saying, but it's more, it's, again, Enter the popular culture, and we are seeing wonderful uses of, 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 of a simple shape to create many different uh, forms of expression. So, again, celebrating the oval sticker, really cool backstory. Thanks, Allison, to, to digging a lot of that up. And then we can, we can fast forward to the modern day. We're here, especially in North America. Um, there's no shortage of tourist destinations leveraging this shape for their um, for their purposes. So we're going to, we have three stickers left and they're all pretty classic. And I'm going to go to the political sticker itself. It's 2020. We'll end with our, 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 our top two, of course, but this 
particular sticker, the political sticker, has really gained favor with the I Voted sticker, of course. Uh, and Sticker Giant itself can trace its history of 20 years back to a political sticker. And Jesse, why don't you take, I'll pass the baton to you for this particular uh, segue here. Sure, yeah. Um, back in the year 2000, um, Sticker Giant wasn't a company yet. Um, John Fisher had one idea, and it was in the wake of the Gore Bush election, non election, when there was no president. And he came up with the idea of he's not my president as a bumper sticker. And it was a really cool idea because it didn't matter which side you were on in the race or who you were polling for because there wasn't a president announced. So he was on NPR and, you know, did lots of uh, publicity and press coverage out of this and sold 30,000 stickers. um, Which is astonishing. (laughs) It's crazy. Like he he was just, you know, out of his house, uh, created a Yahoo store online to sell this thing and sold 30,000 of them. And and this is very early internet days too for for retail sales. So it was a novel idea. And, and out of that is what sparked our business, of course, but it was just that simple uh, expression of, of not even really an opinion, just of something happening in the political scene that that sparked interest from lots of people. And of course, that wasn't where political stickers started. You no. mentioned I voted, but why don't you talk a little bit more about the first bumper sticker? Yeah, so the I voted sticker has 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 some um, mysterious origins in the 1980s. So if you're interested in that, I, I highly recommend checking that out. That There's a Miami Herald story that talks about businesses giving out stickers to people that said they voted. But really, you have to rewind the clock to the early 50s. And Eisenhower is running and there was a great slogan. And when you talk about taglines and politics, I like Ike. One of the most iconic campaign slogans in the history of of, uh, general elections. And in 1952, um, that was the bumper sticker that, that captured the zeitgeist. And I personally, my dad had a few of just Ike bumper stickers and the little um, buttons just in his memorabilia collections. And I even remember being a kid growing up that really stood out to me as like, I was like, man, it rhymes. It's simple. The letter I is in there three times. You've got the letter E in there twice. The letter K is in there twice. It, it's it's almost like rolls off the tongue, and it really did capture the zeitgeist in the 50s. And there's some really great stuff at the Cornell Library. They have a really cool political Americana section of their digital archives. And we got a photo of that on the blog of, of, of the different permutations of that design. So we are celebrating political stickers as a general category here. Again, you're going to have your favorite politician. We're not playing politics here. We're talking about, in general, it's red, white, and blue. And it's usually a simple message. He's not my president. I voted. Or I like Ike. Those are the kinds of messages that stand out. Voters can identify with. Candidates themselves can believe in themselves with. And as we enter a very big political year, it's a a presidential campaign year, you're going to see a lot of this stuff out there in your community. So that's why we celebrate politics this year exclusively, just because there are some cool stickers out there and you probably have your favorite from over the years. So we have two left. We're going to end on arguably the most important sticker of all time. It actually is a label. And Jesse, why don't you take this one really quick? Oh, we're going to jump to the last one? No, we're going to jump to this one. This is the Avery Come Clean. You mentioned at the top of the show. Okay. But it happens to be, in our opinion, the sticky solution that started an industry. 
Yeah. So again, National Sticker Day, January 13th. Uh, it was our Stanton Avery's birthday. Um, he is the original inventor of the peel off label adhesive. So we had to give him kudos and put that uh, peel off label adhesive on our list. Again, you can question whether that's a sticker or not, but it created this whole world we live in where people call it sticker, label, decal, slaps. Uh, some of the kids on Instagram like to call it these yeah. days. The kids so, these days. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, regardless, the sticky adhesive that we know as stickers or labels was the first one was Avery Come Clean Labels. And it's very, you know, just imagine the ones you put in your printer, but much smaller, simpler. They didn't have printers back then. So you just took them out, used a marker, wrote like a price on them or, or you know, however people were just basically labeling things uh, back in the, the late 20s. Um, so it's pr pretty fascinating uh, to look back. We actually just recently got a hold of uh, some. Some of these so we actually have some um, we're planning on cross your fingers coming in the near future having more of a sticker museum here at sticker giant um, so we have some of these come clean uh, Avery labels um, here and we're pretty excited about them so our Stan Avery is born in 1907 he sees he goes through a few different iterations of his career and then by 1935 he's like I'm gonna solve this problem and that's where the Avery Come Clean label comes to being. And we are obviously very thankful for his contribution. And and it's fun to have this yearly celebration of, of, of his innovation. And and speaking of innovations, this next and final, we're going to end on this. Uh, we gave you our, 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 we think, most influential. And we gave you eight more. But this one, this one's a lot of fun because of how it has transformed over time. This is the family car sticker. I'm going to let Allison take this one. This one has a cool history. Historical tie-in, of course. We're all about sharing the history of, of some of the greatest stickers of all time, but also the the way it's evolved. So, Allison, uh, why don't you give us a little bit more about the family car sticker? Yeah. So, to talk about the family car sticker is to talk about the "My Kid Is an Honor Student" sticker. Is to talk about bumper stickers in general. So, we're stepping it way back. Bumper stickers were created in 1946 by a Kansas City screen printer. Um, and so he just randomly had a lot of adhesive-backed paper and a lot of fluorescent paint. And he was like, <laughs> you know what I could do? Uh, so he created this concept of a bumper sticker. And from there, I'm going to kind of lead into, well, we don't know what the first bumper sticker was, if right, only. Yeah, we yeah, don't know we what don't know he created. One. But we can say that the kind of new age version of what turned into the My Kid is an Honor Student at Blah 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 School um, is a new age version of children receiving merit from teachers, uh, which is a hundreds year old tradition of, you know, sending the note home in the backpack that says your kid did a good job, best score in the class. Uh, this is kind of the grown up version of that. And so I don't think a day passes that we don't drive past someone who has some sort of my kid is an honor student sticker. And that has, for us, kind of leaned into the stick figure families. Right. Um, those aren't that old. They were created in 2006 by a company called Woodland Manufacturing out of Boise, Idaho. And they sold to kind of some big box stores with this concept of slap the sticker, stick people of your family onto your car. And then everyone will know that you have three kids and a dog and a cat. Uh, <laughs> right. that's kind of evolved into 
some really fun stuff that I'm going to kick back to you, Andrew, because I know just the excited. parodies of it are funny. <laughs> you know, the my kid beat up your honor student. You know, this car has the you know the Trojan band in it. It, it. There is so many ways that people express themselves and their pride in their family, and I think that's one of the coolest parts about this category is. It's so celebratory. Instead of promoting a politician or a band, you're promoting your family, your kids, you know, the pride and joy. And and our pride and joy, of course, is our customers and the awesome businesses and stories we can tell, not just on the podcast, but every day in our shop. But then you're rolling up to that red light and there's the dad in the karate suit and the mom drinking a latte and the kid running. And and you're looking at this family of seven and you're like, wow, they're they're rolling deep in that car. Right. <laughs> and, and, and then, of course, there's the parodies of like the stick figures that look like Star Wars characters. Again, you know, I'm a big Star Wars or the fan. the T-Rex is eating the family. Right. Yeah. So like there's a lot out there and, 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 and especially the parody designs. We, we talked a little bit about how, um, you know, there's the shepherd fairy and that turns into a parody. His designs have turned into parodies over time. The grateful dead stuff has turned into parodies. The Chiquita stuff has turned into parodies and all these political stickers have kind of turned into parodies as well. And Hello, my name is, has turned into parodies as well. Exactly. Like yeah. with the Inigo Montoya. So like mm-hmm. there's a lot that can be done with every single design that we've shared today, but that is a both all-encompassing but very limited list of our favorite stickers and what we're going to call the top 10 stickers of all time. But really what we're doing now is we're asking you all, our listeners and our fans, to share your favorite stickers. And again, this is just a quick hit of the top 10 for National Sticker Day 2020, where we're, of course, asking everyone to stick together. I personally am very thankful that we had Jesse and Allison to sit in and share this conversation with all of us, because these are some of the most expert sticker label people that I personally know. And um, it's a pleasure bringing this to you. And, and as we sign off for National Sticker Day, I just want to give the mic back to Jesse really quick and Allison to say thanks and goodbye, and then we'll we'll wrap this up for this uh, edition of Stickers on the Mic. But as always, I'm Andrew, and thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Andrew. And uh, to all our listeners, I just want to say that, you know, self-expression and ex- saying things through stickers, we like to call them portable billboards. It's so important, and we realize that there's so many messages or themes or pop culture things that are going to come to your mind as you listen to this conversation, please share them with us. This is a limited, really a business view on this. We work a lot with businesses. So we're thinking influence around business and, and kind of that culture and a little bit of the, the pop culture, but there's a lot more that we may have not thought of that you can share with us. And so we really want to create this discussion for National Sticker Day on January 13th around what are your favorite stickers? What are your Uh, favorite stickers of the past decade, even as we just rounded out a decade. So share those with us. We're really excited to talk with you about that. And then also for looking down the road in 2020, keep your ears and eyes open. Uh, We are planning on the first ever sticker fest in August of this year in Longmont, Colorado. It's going to be a festival celebrating the art and culture around stickers. We're just in kind of the turning the corner on the the planning process for this. Um, So we hope to have more information out in the next few months but we're really excited. And if you've ever thought about visiting Colorado, this is going to be a great time to do it, to celebrate stickers uh, with your friends here at Sticker Giant. That's right. Longmont is home to the world's largest ball of stickers, Saul. So <laughs> we uh, we are excited about that. Allison, any, any wrap up for our guests? Yeah. So please, please, please don't forget to use hashtag National Sticker Day. Uh, feel free to tag us on any of your favorite social media channels. We're on all of them. Uh, 
we'd love to be able, if you're sharing hashtag National Sticker Day, I'd love to repost what your favorite sticker is. So if you've got it in hand or it's on your car, like pop a squat next to it, take a selfie. We'd love to be able to share that across our channels. Uh, we plan on going pretty hard on the 13th. So please feel free to tag us beforehand. Uh, I can't wait to share everything that you guys have going on. It is honestly one of our favorite days of the year to see what you all can do and have done with stickers, whether you're running a business or you just design fun stuff or you're just in the parking lot at the grocery store and you saw a really awesome bumper sticker that you just had to have a picture of. We all have that story. And uh, now we're going to say, of course, what's your story, right? So share that with us. Thank you so much for listening to this your opening episode of Stickers on the Mic. We're into 2020. We're in our new studio and we're in our fourth season. And for those of you who've been listening this whole time, thank you so much. We could not have done this without all of your support. So we will be bringing you even more episodes this year and we look forward to engaging with you everywhere. So thank you very much for listening to Stickers on the Mic from Sticker Giant. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.